But first, let's travel back to the 1770s and 1780s. In the first decades of the New Republic, Americans were basically protesting all the time. And some of those protests were peaceful, but some of them were most definitely not peaceful. A few years ago, we did a show on the history of populism in America. Backstory host Peter Onuf talked to historian Paul Gillia about how early Americans rioted over pretty much everything. Gillia began by describing a protest over a seemingly innocuous issue in 1774 Massachusetts, smallpox vaccinations. We all think of smallpox vaccination as being a major medical innovation and that this is occurring in the 18th century. The problem was is that vaccination in these days was to get a small case of the smallpox. You know, you, you essentially cut your skin and you put a little pustule in it and you get a mild case. Well, then you become contagious. And so what you have in, right on the eve of the Revolutionary War, you have people throwing rocks and, and demonstrating against the richer people who could afford an inoculation for fear that people who get inoculated would have carried the disease and spread the disease. That's a great point. So there is a, a class dimension to this, Paul. Yes. And they felt that the government should step in and prevent this sort of inoculation. And instead of the government, the crowd stepped in. Where politics fails, according to the people, they get angry and they demand action. Right. Essentially, the magistrates, who would be the local officials in the community like Marblehead, uh, were not preventing these people from getting vaccinated. So the people got frustrated with the magistrates, who, by the way, were rich people, right, who might be getting vaccinated themselves. So what do you do? You know, you don't want to catch smallpox. And so the people rushed, you know, and rushed to the street, demonstrated, tear down a couple of outbuildings on these, of these connected to these rich, rich people. They did things that they thought were going to protect them from infection. Paul, it's a fascinating example of those smallpox riots. But mobs uh, were rioting throughout this period, culminating in the revolution. Uh, but rioting didn't stop just because Americans won their independence, no. did it? No, rioting continues. And if you were to ask me, and I say this with a wince on my face, what is my favorite <laughs> all-time riot, right? Yeah, and no, I say you it's don't condone them, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> rioting is a, is a violent, can often be a violent activity. And of course, the riot I'm thinking about or the series of riots I'm thinking about are the Baltimore riots of 1812. And the Baltimore mm. riots of 1812 began where there was a newspaper which was publishing articles against the entry of the United States into the War of 1812. And the people of Baltimore felt that this violated the community's interest. And so they go to this office and they tear the building down. Hey, how about free speech, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> free speech. Freedom of the press. Well, this, that's the point, isn't it? The community felt yeah. there shouldn't be free speech if right. you're opposing okay. this war, which, you know, uh, eventually a small group of militia intrude themselves and they take these people who had published this newspaper and mm -hmm. they put them in jail for safekeeping. And then the next night, the mob attacks the jail. And the mayor who supports the war steps in front of the mob. And he says to the mob, you know, guys, you can't do this. You can't break into the, to the jail. And somebody turns to him and says, Mayor Johnson, I know you very well, sort of identifying this kind of political, personal connection. He says, mm -hmm. there are times when the laws of the land must sleep and the laws of nature and reason prevail. And then the crowd bursts into the jail and there is no reason. 
They tear these guys apart. They beat these people to a pulp. They, they take pen knives and stick it into their cheeks. And they take hot candle grease and drip it into their eyes. And, and one guy who was being held in the jail, who had been a Revolutionary War general, says, gentlemen, gentlemen, stop, stop. You can't do this. And they just beat him to a pulp and he's killed. Wow. What I'm trying to suggest is that the Baltimore riots represent a transition from an 18th century form of rioting to a 19th century form of rioting in which riots become mm -hmm. increasingly violent. That was University of Oklahoma historian Paul Gillia in a 2015 interview with Backstory host Peter Onuf. 